0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the First and Moose NFL podcast presented by U ninety two the Moose, the student radio station of West Virginia University. We're back after a month hiatus, finals, and then winter break. We're back on campus for spring semester. It's the first day of classes today. I'm your host, Patrick McCabe, along with my co-host, as always, Manny Mar Diego. It's been an interesting end to this NFL season. There's been a lot of different storylines that have happened. We'll get into them, the DeMar Hamlin storyline. Uh, of course, everything that happened with that game between the Bills and the Bengals, the fallout from that game and what's going to happen for the playoffs. We'll get into all of that. But first, let's get into the last couple of weeks for both of our teams. Manny, for you, again, you end up going 9-8. and eight. Take me through yesterday. Take me through the, the, the wave of emotions yesterday you're beating down on the browns you're you know the the jets jets dolphins game was terrible you know you end up the dolphins end up winning that you know i think it was 11 to 6 take me through the emotions as you're you know you're in the fourth quarter and you're thinking the steelers might have a chance here
1: yeah it's uh you kind of were kind of banking on the the bills to beat the patriots cuz of um I don't want I don't want to say added incentive, but um but they were at home and just they they're a better team than them and you they were playing a lot more with emotion, so I was kinda not watching that one as much. And the Jets and Dolphins game was I kinda knew it was gonna be a, a sort of a mess just because we had Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco to decide the the playoff implications for either the Dolphins or the Patriots or the Steelers. So that one was a lot more, um, I guess, entertaining to some extent, but, um, yeah, I was confident in the Steelers beating the Browns. Uh, we did so pretty convincingly there the, they were playing well, but then the kind of br- wheels fell off for them, a lot of turnovers from Deshaun, and just kind of, kind of wrapped up what their season was kind of this, this season, a lot of turmoil, a lot of stuff off the field that just made the entire season a mess. Um, but then, yeah, at the end, it was it was always going to be that game. And you kind of felt it was always going to come down to the end for the Dolphins and Jets. And it was uh, – I don't remember what kind of penalty it was. It was a horse collar tackle, I think, there on the last drive. That kind of put him in good range for it. And it would have been asking a lot. It would have been too good for Steelers fans to to have Jason Sanders miss that field goal, send it to overtime. But just, just to see it come that close – I would have preferred us to be eliminated maybe like a week before rather than seeing all that. But I don't know, I guess on the positive side, we have three picks inside the top 50 looking towards the draft now. So like that's something to look forward to. And I don't know, the development of Kenny Pickett was also a a good story there to end it off and not have a losing season for Mike Tomlin as well.
0: Do you think he's the face of the franchise going forward? Can he pick it? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think he's convinced a lot of people before. It was – um, they weren't really sure. Uh, some of the plays were not going their way, and some of the games were ugly, especially that Bills game, that Dolphins game as well, trying to lead him down the field to, to score, possibly tie it. He threw a pick, uh, a few picks in that game. There were still some doubts, but I think with the last – Few games, the game-winning drive against the Ravens, the one against the Raiders, and then the game yesterday against the Browns. That's given a lot of Steelers fans a lot more hope that, um, he's got a good head above his shoulders. So he kind of knows what he's doing, and he doesn't let the moment get too big for him, uh, which is always good to see. And I just hope he, we can get him some more help in uh for next season and just shore up that defense as well. Uh, possibly looking to get a new offensive coordinator, but. I don't know if that's uh, realistic now since uh, we were on this winning streak, so we'll see. But yeah, Kenny Pickett uh, looking good to end the season.
0: Yeah, so let's go through the AFC real quick. Uh, in the end, it was the Chiefs who took uh, the number one overall seed in the AFC, so they'll have a first round by. The Bills ended up at thirteen and three. Again, they are a team that is absolutely dominant, and you know, let's get into that. The Demar Hamlin uh story it's probably one of the most i mean it's very very good that he you know he is recovering well he's talking with teammates and he was able to you know watch the game yesterday for you i personally did not see it live i was outdoor dashing at the time and i checked twitter for a second and i just see tweet after tweet of oh my like oh my gosh check the bill the bills game like oh my gosh what happened and yeah, sure enough. I mean, it's probably one of the single worst days uh, in NFL history by far. It's certainly one of the most surreal moments. For you, did you happen to watch that game or you know, take I guess take me through your kind of feelings, you know, in that hour uh, you know, in between Demar Hamlin going down on the field and being and being, you know, having to be resuscitated with CPR to the eventual canceling of that game.
1: Yeah, I was actually I was watching it. Um it, I mean it was gonna be it was supposed to be a good game, the Bills and the Bengals in Cincinnati. I wanted to see how um that one would all play out. And uh it was just so I don't know, we right. It just kind of dropped it makes your heart drop when you when you saw it. Not the hit, because the hit was um the least of uh of anyone's worries really. Um obviously it was when after he stood up and then he just fell and you saw the impact of his head once it hit on um, the ground. So you thought it could have been something with his head, possibly, but then it was obviously a lot worse than that. And um, they obviously wouldn't show you the CPR really, like, up close, but, like, all the intention it was getting, you knew it was going to be a lot more serious, and then um, the ambulance being brought on. And you kind of just saw it on the face of Doug uh, uh, McDermott that just from that moment he kind of wasn't, in any headspace to really think about football or really anybody. Um, I had from that moment on, I kind of had my doubts that the game wouldn't be played, but I didn't think it was going to get canceled. Cause you hardly ever see that. If ever you see just a game, get canceled from, from a situation like that. But yeah, like you said, it was something you've never seen before. And um, it was just so I, it was hard to watch from the players faces, obviously the reactions and stuff like that, but it, it kind of took me back to when Ryan Chase got paralyzed when he was playing the Bengals. That was as close as it gets, really. If anything, nothing really compares to what DeMar Hamlin had to go through, but that's as close as you could probably get. Um, That was pretty scary, too, but this one, a lot more scarier because you you were playing with someone's life, really. Um, But it is, we are glad to, everyone's glad to see him doing a lot better, Um, breathing on his own, having that smile on his face again. Made him yesterday, I think, a lot more uh, happier and a lot more joy- joyful for, for everyone to see him doing well.
0: Yeah, it's extremely, It's it makes me extremely happy. And I'm sure it makes everyone around the league uh, and everyone that's fans of the NFL extremely happy. You can't, I mean, even if you're a Patriots fan or a Dolphins fan or a Jets fan or, you know, if you're rivals with the Bills, you know, at the end of the day, that is a person's life on the line. And to see him, you know, in that, I mean that night. I think I refreshed Twitter constantly, constantly refreshing it. I talked with you, and it was just a matter of trying to find out any updates that we could possibly get, and didn't get it right away. Uh, one of the interesting storylines that came that came out of it, I haven't checked it in a while, but Demar Hamlin, one of the, probably one of the nicest guys you know I've ever you know I've seen on videos. So he. He started a toy drive back in college. Uh, I think it raised about $10,000 before that Monday night game against the Bills versus Bengals. If I'm not mistaken, I think it, it's it's definitely up there now. I think it, it's probably close to $10 million at this point. For you, I guess, and I mean, for playoff implications, let's think about this. The game, get, game gets canceled. You know, stuff ends up going how it, you know, it ends up going how it is. Uh, Let's see the schedule for this weekend. If it wants to work. Super wild card weekend. You have Seahawks 49ers at 430 on Saturday. Chargers Jaguars at 815 on Saturday night. Dolphins Bills at 1 o'clock on Sunday. 430 Giants Vikings. 815 Ravens Bengals. And then on Monday night, Cowboys Buccaneers. For you – again, the Bills – it's going to be – that Bills game yesterday it was, it was cr- kind of crazy, honestly, and surreal. You have two kickoffs – the first playback after everything that's happened uh, in the last week or so, kickoff return touchdown, one of the longest in the NFL history by Naheem, Naheem Hines. I mean, that's just a that's just storybook at that point. Like, you cannot tell it any better than that uh, – you know i saw someone say it was rigged in that way i was like there's there you can't possibly rig that like that is just you knew that something was going to happen like that and it happened on the first play i mean yeah it was just meant to happen
1: yeah it was uh i think i saw uh josh allen's press conference a bit of it it was uh oddly enough it was like three years and three months since the last since they had the last kick return so that's I mean it just wraps it all up it's, it was pretty nice to see that just right off the kick and it just I can imagine what the feeling was like in that stadium when uh when he broke it off that must have been surreal for everyone to see just the energy in the stadium it was it was awesome to see and I think just win or lose I think they would have been happy that um that they kind of get back got back to playing football and that the game was just really for for DeMar um in a sense but obviously they're happy to get the win for him and going forward, uh, I'm sure they're gonna be playing with their hearts from the sleeves with that patch of that three that number three patch on their under jersey for the rest of the playoffs. And um just gives them another thing to kind of push for doing this playoff run for DeMar. And um, I'm sure he'll be watching every game and we'll see the his reactions of every game, which is uh always nice. And I feel like everyone now, if your team's not in the playoff, you're you're kind of a Bills fan, wanted to see them do it uh for DeMar. So um, that's nice to see, and definitely something to to keep an eye on. Uh, definitely rooting for Demar, obviously to get better.
0: I think everyone's rooting for Bills Eagles Super Bowl. I think that would just that might burn down that, that the entire country might burn down if that happens. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a very real possibility of that. Of note, Sean McDermott is a Philadelphia native. Ah, uh, do have to remember that as well. Ah, uh, let's get into this past weekend. Chiefs beating the Raiders on Saturday night and the Jaguars. Jaguars, let's talk about this Jaguars revival of a franchise. Last season you have Urban Meyer, who quite possibly is the worst head coach of all time in the NFL. I mean, we have to you have to at this point. On the field and off the field, he's a terrible human being. And he really drove that franchise into the ground. You bring in Doug Peterson, who helped revitalize the Eagles, led them to a Super Bowl, obviously in 2017, is uh, a darling of Philadelphia forever and ever. Uh, he's completely revitalized this Jaguars team, the franchise, and the fan base, especially. You know what are you looking? What are you looking for in this Jaguar going into this game? You know they're up against the Chargers on Saturday night. There's a decent chance they win that game. It's not like the Chargers – The Chargers have a lot of talent on their team, but it's also not like they're unbeatable. They're a beatable team. They've beat themselves before. There's a good chance the Jaguars end up making it to the divisional round. What do you, again? What do you take away from that? The season that Jaguars had, and really Doug Peterson's, you know, his his job this year.
1: Yeah, the job that he's done this year. It's uh. I would almost want him to get the coach of the year, but I feel like a lot more people are kind of leaning towards Dable. Um, but I um I think it's just what did you think I was gonna say?
0: Who do you think I was gonna say? Sirianni. I mean
1: I think they was on. I think Dave was the favorite for a lot of people, honestly. For real. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Continue. continue, continue Yeah. continue.
1: But uh but no, Doug Doug Peterson's I would say those are probably top three. Those three: Sirianni, Doug Peterson, and uh, and Dave. just because Doug Peterson's kind of gone under the radar when people when people saw him get hired to Jacksonville, they were like, "Oh, that's that's good for them," but they're still not going to be anything special. Like you said, he's completely turned them around from what they were last year. And I, I assume from your face, you saw. Did you see the breaking news? Yeah. If you want to say real quick, and then I'll continue.
0: Yes, Cliff Kingsbury has been wow, that's that is shocking. He has been fired by the Cardinals, finally. He just got an extension, though, till 2027. That's very probably not the greatest thing the Cardinals could have done. Uh, yeah, that's that's not good. That's not great for the Cardinals. So that'll be an interesting storyline. Another, again, it's Black Monday. So NFL coaches will be fired throughout the day. We'll get into that a little bit later on but I'll let you continue your point. That's still big news, though.
1: Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's uh, I think what he's done offensively, they had a lot of big signings. They Jones, Christian Kirk. Um, Travis Etienne has been pretty solid for them. Even Evan Ingram was questioned going there, but he's played a lot better. Um, offensively, Trevor Lawrence finally is showing why he was the number one overall pick in that draft and kind of leading them to some big games from him as well. Uh, just thinking to the most recent one um I guess the cowboys in that overtime game he played great but their defense as well is really really young but it's really really well put together up front trayvon walker josh allen um in the back they have a safety cisco from georgia that they got this year he's also played really well um they're just a solid team and they're like you always see with young teams that are very good they're just very naive and they just play like that they don't know um, they have they play with like a sense of nothing to lose, and that's what Doug Peterson's kind of brought into them. So, yeah, against the Chargers, the Chargers haven't been to the playoffs in a long time, and the last time Doug Peterson was there, he he made it to the Super Bowl. So, um, he brings that experience to the Jaguars. I, I think the Chargers kind of lag, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars did beat them and made it to the the divisional round.
0: Yeah, the Jaguars have had a fantastic have had a, I mean really just a resurg- resurgent year. Titans, however, I don't know if it's gonna happen. There's a good chance there is a chance though that Mike Grable gets fired today by the Titans. Nine straight losses to end the season. Not great for the Titans. They've had they haven't had the greatest roster build the last couple of years. They had a lot of guys get injured. So it is tough for the Titans. Again, when you trade away, also your franchise, you know, changing wide receiver to the Eagles for pennies on a dollar, basically. Uh You know you're going to have a down year, and that's exactly what the Titans had. I don't know if I completely give it to Vrabel because it's also on the GM for the Titans, uh, John Robinson, who did get fired. I'm pretty sure a couple weeks ago, so it's not all on Vrabel, but I would say a decent amount of it is. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fired, but I'd also be extremely. I on the flip side, he is the definition of a player's coach. It'll be very interesting to see if he ends up getting fired either today or in the next couple of days get into a couple of other games real quick Buccaneers it's just another disappointing season for them they have I I don't we knew coming into the season Tom Brady coming back every all the storylines that happened you know what seems only a couple weeks ago was you know three months ago now uh all the storylines that came out with him getting divorced from his wife and people debating why would you you know why would you Come back to the NFL when you have or come back after you retired for thirty days. You've done everything. Do you think this season, you know, even though they end up eight and nine, they're still they're in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, they won their. Division. Yeah,
0: they're yeah eight and nine. They won their division. Yeah, do you think this season, no matter how it ends up going for them in the playoffs, is tainted Brady's legacy?
1: Uh dude, that's a. I mean if it ends if it ends this coming monday or next monday i think it could maybe a little bit um just the last couple of years it could taint his uh his uh spell with the bucks i think um but definitely not his legacy uh, but it could taint his spell with the bucks just cuz um like the fall off from last year just this entire season has been uh a letdown from what you had last year obviously a very, very competitive team last year. And I say like they had a big drop off. They're still in the playoffs, but they're definitely not playing to the level that they should be with Tom and everything. I know they've had some injuries on the O-line and in other areas as well, but you kind of expected more out of them. Um, but that being said, if they beat the Cowboys and then make it to the next round, then really almost I don't want to say anything could happen, but it's a shock. And you don't want to keep playing Brady, giving him this these extra weeks in the playoffs. You just want to kill him right um right off the first week in the wild card. But against the Cowboys, that that'll be an exciting game. Hard to pick, but I don't know if I could root against Brady. Um, especially at home. Um, some people may think it's unfair. They're eight and nine with the division win, and the cowboys have a better record and they're traveling there. It's kind of smelling like a disaster for the Cowboys, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucs won um in typical Tom Brady fashion with a last game winning drive. Um, but no, I don't think um it's really tarnished his entire legacy. Maybe his spell with the Bucs, but um it's definitely definitely a chance to to get better if he makes it up here in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, another so you talk about Tom Brady, you know, a guy again. A a legacy that will forever surpass probably for a long, long time unless somebody comes along and dominates the league like Brady did for the last 20 years. I don't know if you've been keeping up on it as much. It hasn't been covered as much. There's a chance Sean McVay retires. There's a very good shot of him retiring. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl last year. You push all your chips into the middle of the table. You you trade away all your draft picks, you get OBJ, you get Von Miller, you get Matt Stafford, get all these guys who are proven winners. Uh, you know, never won a Super Bowl uh, besides von Miller or yeah, besides Von Miller and Super Bowl fifty. Uh, you know, you bring all those guys in, you win a Super Bowl, you know, fantastic for the Rams. This season, on the other hand, it was a complete disappointment, a disaster. You end the season at 5-12 and 12 after winning the Super Bowl. I think it might—is it the worst record? I think in in Super Bowl—the Super Bowl era after you win the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's—I
1: mean, it's, if it's not, it's definitely up there, like two or three. But, yeah, yeah. they had a big drop-off.
0: It it just doesn't make sense, the type of drop-off they had. You know, looking at another, a, a, you know, former NFC West player in Russell Wilson, let's also go there as well quickly— the drop off for him as well. I mean, we we saw it sort of last season. He's starting to age a little bit. He started. He's on the wrong side of thirty now. So you knew there was going to be some type of drop off. I don't know if I would have predicted what happened with the Broncos this season. You fire your coach midway through the season. That Nathaniel Hackett was a terrible head coach. Uh, Wilson gets gifted the probably what will go down as the. Absolute worst contract in NFL history. Uh, I think his cap hit in twenty twenty seven is like fifty million dollars. It's absurd. It's an yeah. absurd amount of money for a guy who does not deserve it whatsoever. So
1: you don't you put any I mean, of it on uh, on Hackett. I mean, no, because he still played terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they. You know, you went. The Broncos did win. I'll give them that. They did beat the Chargers in a pretty solid game. And this past weekend and then what was the other game the last the game
1: before that yeah i think they, he played decently in that one too i think they, lo- I might they have, lost
0: it the, uh, lost it lost to the chiefs 27-24 uh and then they got trounced by the broncos on uh, christmas day that was that 51-14 game
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so for me yeah it's I really I put some of that maybe on Hackett and just like the disorganization around the franchise. Of course they get bought right before the season by the by the um, heirs of the wall air heir, heirs to the Walmart Grant Corporation. Jeez. Uh just a lot of discourse around the team, of course. I think it is on Russ though, cause uh, you know, you get brought in for this amount of money, you're supposed to produce and he didn't do that whatsoever. He brought Quite possibly the most negative tension to the team that it's ever seen. Uh, you know, just from the constant. I mean, anything he said was instantly meme, and it's still you know on TikTok today. Like I see so many, you know, so many people ratting on Russell Wilson, and they should because he's not a good quarterback anymore, and he's just cringy. It. It's a weird way of saying it, but like the Some of the stuff he does, just like.
1: It's cringy when uh, when your team's really bad and you still like say stuff like that. That's when it is cringy. Nobody had a problem with it when he when the Seahawks were winning and he said it every yeah. time, every single yeah. time. But when you're losing like this, it, it gets to a point where like, all right, like you don't have to say it anymore. Like you guys just like stink.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Again, the Seahawks probably had one of the better runs of the twenty early twenty tens, uh, really up until probably 2015, 2016. Uh, So uh, I would say right around then was when their dynasty started to fall apart. The Legion of Boom started to fall apart as well. Yeah, he is a cringy individual. I really don't know how much longer he's going to have in the league, especially after a season like this. And, you know, you don't want to have a situation like Tom Brady where, you, you know, he has, I think, three kids, if I'm not mistaken, two or three kids you know, you have Sierra as your wife, you know, what's better (laughs) spending time with your family and Sierra or get absolutely flamed on every broadcast platform, social media, TV, everything, radio, and you get, you know, you go five and 12. Like, what do you really, you know, if I'm being smart here, like, what do you want to do? He may play one or more two, one or two more seasons. I really be shocked if he goes beyond that because I don't think he has the skills now, and I think two years when he's older, it, you know, those skills are only going to decline even further. Uh, so I'll be really interested to see if he makes it another one or two seasons. Uh, in my opinion, wrapping up, let's talk about these, or excuse me, let's wrap up this regular season real quick. We'll go through the divisions. Starting with the AFC East, again, with the Bills getting, or excuse me, ending their season at 13 and three, clinched the division, the second seed uh, in the AFC. The Dolphins also punched a spot in the playoffs at nine and eight. AFC North, Bengals 12 and four on the season, another solid season after last year's run to the Super Bowl. A disappointing fashion for the Steelers on that one, getting eliminated. Uh, In the last minute on a Jason Sanders field goal, the Ravens uh, getting into the playoffs somehow by the absolute, like, minuscule amount. Uh, Let's get into that actually real quick. Again, with you being a Steelers fan, you see Lamar Jackson a lot. You haven't, though, recently. He's been injured the last couple weeks. You know, there's the contract stalemate at this point, him wanting an exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money. Uh, for a guy that gets injured a decent amount, he's still a franchise quarterback. For you, A, does he come back this week and is up to 100% given he hasn't practiced in five weeks? B, do you think they actually give him what he wants uh, in a contract?
1: Uh, I think if if they don't or if he doesn't, if he definitely doesn't come back this week and play, I don't think they really will. I think it'll be a shock to everybody that they don't. But if he doesn't play this week, I don't think they end up giving it to him. And if he comes back and doesn't play as well, I also think he do- they don't just because it gives them another reason to to say why does he deserve it if he doesn't play if he didn't play well and how could you expect them to play well like you said if he hasn't practiced in like five weeks. And he's just thrown into a playoff game. Um, still with no receivers really. And they expect it and they still expect him to carry them on his back and beat the Bengals, who just won the division or one of the hottest teams in the AFC, at least. So um, it's a tall task, but um, that's the cruel reality kind of of the NFL and like uh of the business side of it. And there's just a lot of turmoil, I feel like, in that organization with them and Lamar there are rumors but i don't know if they're really true of them um, calling him maybe lazy or uh being having some character issue problems but i don't know if that's all true but they're still there and people still talk about him and that only adds on to this looming issue of will he come back next year so it's not in a good spot but i think if he goes in plays a really good game and um gives himself improves it to, to them and to the rest of the league that he deserves it. Yeah. I feel like they'll feel obliged to give it to him, but um, it all just depends on how he plays. And um, if he, it'll be interesting to see if he like just sits out, imagine if he just sits out and just sit, says he doesn't want to, because he doesn't have a contract that would be even worse. But I think it just depends on his play. And uh, if he plays well or not to, to give him that contract possibly. He, I don't think
0: he would ever play again in the NFL. If he did that, uh, in my opinion again that's you know two different i definitely don't have the same level of expertise as these gms do but i don't know if he command the same amount of respect if like you said if he decides i'm not playing this game i'm sitting out because i want a contract uh it'll be very interesting the next couple weeks uh if they end up if they do get eliminated which i think we both i think they i think they probably will we'll have a second episode Previewing the Super Wildcard Weekend on Friday, so we'll put, preview a bit more of that. But I think you know you're going to see those negotiations really start to heat up uh, over the next couple of weeks, especially going into the NFL Draft uh, at the end of April. AFC South, not much there. Uh, the Jaguars end up winning, end up winning the division somehow at nine eight. Uh, really starting to come back to that 2016 form when they made it all the way to the AFC Championship. Titans 7-10, and 10, disappointing season. We'll see if Rabel gets fired like we talked about. Indianapolis, gosh, they are a disappointment franchise. They've really, really fallen off the cliff so fast. Uh, I mean, it's just – it sucks because they have players like Jonathan Taylor who, you know – is still probably a top five back in the league. He just was injured a lot this season. And there's so many issues with that team, the organization on the field, off the field, no matter what. There was issues and it really tanked their performance this year. The Texans, once again, another one and done head coach. Lovey Smith got fired earlier today, three and thirteen. Didn't even get the first overall pick because they won yesterday on a two-point conversion for some odd reason. So the Bears end up getting the first overall pick in the draft, which I did not know until I saw that notification come across my phone. AFC West, once again, the Chiefs, they're going to be there for a while. 14-3 on the season. They take the number one spot in the AFC. Or excuse me, the Chargers end up the season at 10-7. and They had a pretty decent year. Again, I think they have a lot of talent on that team. I don't know if it's being put to its full potential. I feel like they still have another gear. I don't know if that's a brand if that's Brandon Staley or that's just on the players. but still nonetheless, they have an interesting matchup with the Jaguars on Saturday night. The Raiders, gosh, they are another disappointment franchise. you just it, you know they can't get out of their own way at this point. It's really sad uh, given the pedigree and you know just the, the history of that team over the last 40 years or so. Broncos, like we talked about, again disappointment of a franchise. They've really struggled this season. We'll flip over to the NFC real quick. Eagles, obviously in the season as the number one overall seed. I was very happy to see yesterday's win. It's a little bit too close for comfort. I'm not gonna, I was lie gonna say to you get that.
1: nervous. Oh gosh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I was definitely. I wasn't like freaking out. Like I was. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna lose this game. But it was like we need to we we definitely should have put this one away a lot earlier. Uh, I'll still take the first overall. I'll still take the um, first seed in the in the NFC. You get a buy. You give hurts more time to recover uh, until the twenty second, twenty third, the weekend of the twenty second, excuse me, twenty third. So I think that's a good thing for him. Again, he just needs to rest as much as possible. Lane Johnson. You know, if he somehow comes back, Avante Maddox as well. Those are three key players for this Eagles team. They just have to find their form again. I mean, they were the team in the NFL for a long time. In the season, they hit a bad patch when when Hurts went down. Uh, You know, you had two really terrible games, and then you know a close game against the Giants. It's not great for the team's predictions going into this. You know, into the playoffs this coming weekend. Or excuse me, after this weekend in the divisional round, but again, we'll have to see. I think the steam is there, the talent is there. Certainly, we all know that by now. Um, we'll just have to see if they can again continue that form or find that form they had uh, earlier on in the season. Cowboys in the season at twelve and five, poser of a team. I don't mm-hmm. think they're as good as they are, in my opinion. That's the Eagles fan in me, but I also, I, I, I just cannot see them making it. I wouldn't be shocked if the Buccaneers beat them. Uh, there's a good chance of that. I really would love to see that. Uh, just to see Tom Brady stick it to the Cowboys uh, would really make my day.
1: I've never lost to the and...
0: Cowboys. Did he? Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, Giants as well end the season at 9-7-1. Uh, again, Dable is probably going to be up for Coach of the Year. Really, I mean, a resurgence of that team. Uh, they struggled. They started off hot and had a decent struggle for about three, four five weeks. And then, you know, had a good ending to the season, ended up making the playoffs, of course. Uh, Commanders eight and eight on the season. Decent season, but not really, because, you know, it, it's they really they have to sell the team first off and they have to move out of that stadium. But that's a you know, that's a whole other podcast that we can just talk about. The failures of the commanders franchise, NFC North, Vikings 13 and four on the season. Pretty solid, in my opinion. They really, they, you know, they have a decently, you know, they've got a pretty well built team. I think they've definitely, Adam Thielen's definitely getting up there in age. So they'll definitely have to find a replacement for him in this year's draft or next year's draft. But Justin Jefferson, again, like you don't, you know what the pedigree, you know what he brings to the table every single game. He's going to be your best offensive player by far. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do keep Kirk Cousins going forward even after this season. I still don't know he is not a you know long-term fix. Of course, you're gonna have to find a young quarterback that you can mold uh, into a franchise quarterback. Unfortunate for the Lions, I really wanted to see them into the playoffs. Uh, I think I would have probably put Campbell as the coach of the year if they made the playoffs. But, again, just unfortunate with the Seahawks winning it uh, in their game earlier. Wiped the Lions out of it, unfortunately. So, disappointing end to their season, but still, you know, I mean, they've, they're they going to be a team that's going to be that's going to be talked about for the sure. next couple of years. And they've really built up the culture and the team. And You know, they're, they're a team to be reckoned with within the next two, three years. Disappointing end for the Packers, 8-9 on the season. The Bears get the first overall pick in the draft. We'll talk about that more as the NFL draft comes closer and closer in April. Buccaneers end up the season eight and nine. Again, it's a terrible team. Could they really make the playoffs? No, but due to the division rules, they win because uh, every other team in that division ended up at seven and 10 tied for second place somehow, some way. Uh, NFC West. 49ers end up as a second seed. Seahawks make it in by the skin of their teeth at nine and eight. The Rams, disappointing, very disappointing season for them. Uh, we'll see if Sean McVay stays. We'll see if Matt Stafford, you know, retires. And of course, with the Cardinals, we talked about it earlier. You know, they just fired Cliff Kingsbury, so it is going to be a rebuild once again for the Arizona Cardinals and really just complete takedown and rebuild up. Of this franchise, J.J. Watt, of course, retiring as well. Uh, His last game was yesterday, which is surreal to think about. Uh, But we can get into that a little bit more on Friday. You've been listening to First and Moose, presented by U 92 The Moose, the student radio station of West Virginia University. Manny, real quick for you, Super Bowl prediction before the playoffs starts. Who are you taking in the game, and who do you think wins it?
1: Oh, Wow. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it'll be. Uh, I'll say Eagles, Chiefs, and I will say that the Chiefs win it. Do I have to give you a score?
0: Yeah, give me a score. Give me
1: a score. I I say the the Chiefs will win it. Or no, I'll say the Chiefs will win it thirty one to twenty
0: eight. Fair. I'm gonna go Eagles, Bills. Uh, I think that's just the best – I think that's the best situation for the NFL. I have to take the Eagles. 27-24, last second, Jake Elliott field goal to win the Super Bowl. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back on Friday for a Super Wildcard Weekend preview. Thank you again, and we'll see you on Friday.